Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Conversations with Christopher. With world-renowned psychic, spiritual teacher, and healer, Christopher Reburn. Visit Christopher on his website at www.reburn.org to schedule a private reading with him, view tour schedule, his spiritual audio CDs, and much more. Whether you are a spiritual beginner or a spiritual warrior, Conversations with Christopher is geared towards your continued spiritual learning and development. And now, please welcome Christopher Reburn. Joining us today, this is Christopher Reburn, and thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. So glad that you could take some time out of your busy day and busy life and journey to spend some time with me and my crew. And uh, boy, there's certainly a lot of us today who uh, that have been in very difficult situations and have had to let somebody go, uh, whether it be in a in a relationship, in a marriage, in a friendship. Well, of course, those are all kind of relationships, depending upon how you categorize them. Everybody has, well, seemingly there's different definitions for friendship and relationship. You know, some people surprisingly have very um, uh, wide definitions of those of those words. But um, we're going to be talking today in just a moment. Um, our topic today is walking away a winner. Walking away a winner. When to move on? When to finally say you've had enough? And this is, this can actually include family members, neighbors, coworkers. I mean, it's, it's anybody in your life, not just relationships. Um, and sometimes the only thing that you can do is walk away from someone. And it is one of the most difficult things in life that we have to deal with. Although sometimes people make it awful easy for us, don't they? Uh, but it's still difficult. It can still be emotionally draining when you have to cut somebody out of your life. So we're going to talk about some ways today that you can kind of walk away a winner with your head held high, with no guilt, no apologies, and no life sentence of murder one with no parole. Okay? We're, <laughs> we're going to tell you how you can stay out of prison today, too. Uh, we're going to go through a lot of wonderful topics on this show today. Thank you again uh, for joining me. And I want to uh, send a big shout out to a few of my most, uh, these are just some of the most loyal Team Christopher crew members. Uh, I'm talking about Angela, Camille, Kathleen, Kimberly, Darlene, Adele, Richard, Thomas, Marie, Anne. Uh, okay, I mean, I can continue. Uh, those of you that sent me all your hashtag Team Christopher, hashtag Team Christopher on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, Thank you for that. Thank you for being there. It's just, you guys are so awesome. I love you all. Names that I didn't mention, um, you're still my number one, too. But these are the ones that really pay attention. When I say jump, they're like, okay, Christopher, come jump right now. Uh, so thank you all for uh, for being there and for jumping and for just being a part of my little family. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So let's just jump right in, shall we? <sighs> Let's first. I want to talk about. Let's like kind of talk about a little bit about relationships when it's time to walk away. Um, and, and there's a lot of different signs. A lot of different signs. But some signs are very, very clear. Let's talk about like the emotional connection that two people form when they get together, when they meet. 
Uh, and this can often be, be well before any intimacy takes place. Um, I think more and more people are finding out that you don't have to give up your body on your first date to find love. You know, it's nice to really get to know somebody, to be friends with them, and let that magic happen when friendship, you know, goes a little bit deeper than that on a soul level, and then this romantic love starts to form. It's a beautiful thing. And then intimacy is even greater if you wait. Uh, I think it's great that these kids do these uh, promise rings or whatever those rings are called. You know what I mean about the virginities and things? I think that's awesome. I think that that's really great that more and more kids are are waiting and, and, and things. I think that's really an awesome thing. So let's talk about the emotional connection that's just not the same as it once was. I think that there's a point in any relationship that's not going well um, when when you can look back at the connection that was once there versus the connection that's there now. Now, it, at some point in every relationship, sometimes there's an aha moment that just solidifies that you love each other in the same way. You know, and it's weird. For some people, it can be after a fight. Some people, after some time apart. Um, and for others, it could be after oh, some time passes. You realize that this person would really do anything for you. I think a lot of people have trust issues because they've been hurt or betrayed, uh, and not just in this lifetime, but in many prior lifetimes. So that trust wall, those, the ability to trust is very, very difficult for some people. And the other people on the other side of that fence just need to have patience with that person because sometimes it does take a little bit of time. And when somebody, of course, starts to emotionally shut off from intimacy, that's a big thing, of course, as well. Um, and sometimes you have to listen to your gut. And you, if your gut tells you something, this is something's wrong, something's off. And this one might just be a no-brainer. But some people ignore their gut for long periods of time. And it doesn't matter. Even your own intuition can practically scream at you before you finally listen. And even then, some people push that off on the back burner. Some some of us really do fear being alone, being abandoned, being left out in the cold, being left out in the rain. You know, there's a lot a lot of people that really do do have that fear of abandonment. So they will hold on to a relationship or friendship much longer than necessary, which makes it, you know, all the more difficult when it's when it comes time to to for that relationship to end. Um, listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. And sometimes people go through the motions instead of reaching the next level in their relationship. It's easy to take the next step. It's easy to move in together, adopting a dog together, going on vacation together, meeting family members, getting engaged. You know, all that's that's easy. It seems like the logical thing to do. And sometimes couples do these things before they're ready because they fear oh my God, I got a good person. I don't want to lose them. I better snag them now. Where's my hook? You know, that's, that's how it can be for some people. And some people are so insecure. Oh my gosh. I remember I had a friend years ago that went through a series of relationships and she said, the next person I meet, I, I don't care if it kills me. I'm going to make it work if it kills me. And it, they're still together. And it's the it's the most conflicted, dramatic, dysfunctional relationship that ever truly existed in this world that we know. Um, so some people really have to listen to their heart. Sometimes it's better to be lonely than to be with somebody that's taking all of your energy and, and just not 
just not supporting you in the ways that you that you're used to being supported. Um, sometimes, if you feel lonely, even when you're with your partner, even when when you're with your friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whomever. I had somebody tell me recently they could count, they couldn't count how many times they cried themselves to sleep when they were together with their partner, that there was so much emptiness inside of her and she just couldn't deal with it. She couldn't shake it. She was so lonely in the relationship. It was the worst feeling in the world and she didn't know why she didn't feel comforted or anything like that. Um, So that's difficult when that, when that happens. And sometimes, uh, let's talk about R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Let's give it to Aretha. There'll never be another queen. There'll never be another Aretha. We're talking about respect. Respect should be given in any friendship, in any relationship. If you don't feel respected, it's time to go. It's time to go. To the left, to the left, to go. Now, you shouldn't have to fight for anybody to listen to what you have to say. If you feel like your feelings are getting belittled, then it's time to go. It really is. And and, and that's normally just the tip of the iceberg when, when some of those things start happening. Friends, this is Christopher Reburn, and you are listening to Conversations with Christopher. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, we're talking about ways to let go, ways to uh, focusing on uh, relationships and friendships, and when the right time to walk away is. Because so many of you have asked me to speak about this topic and different signs, different things to look at that your friendship or your relationship or your marriage or your whatever. uh, I'm trying to generalize this today so that if you're not in a relationship, then you could this could also apply to friendships, neighbors, coworkers. If you are in a relationship, you know, I'm just trying to generalize this so that everybody can have a little piece of the pie. Um, And we all like pie. Come on. Nobody doesn't like pie. If you like pie, you're not part of my crew. Um, Let's talk about some signs to look for. Um, And these are these are some very uh, common sense signs. But sometimes we have to educate people. Not everybody has common sense all the time. And it seems like the more we go through life, the more people need a little guidance in that area. Um, And maybe an extra brain stim. Sign number one your partner, your friend, whomever we're talking about here, they're suddenly spending more time with their family, with their friends. They're spending more time with other people and not you and vice versa. Or if you find yourself spending more time with family and friends and not the, and not your number one, then there's probably a problem. There might be a little bitty problem there. This is one of the biggest red flags. Um, if, if your partner, if your loved one is starting to spend more time with their family or friends, anybody else, but not you. And if you, of course, if you notice yourself doing this, it also may be a heads up that you're feeling less connected to your in, in your relationship and your friendship. If you feel things are heading south, then they probably are, and not in a good way. Um, I got a, an email a long time ago, uh, and I'll never forget it. And she said, Christopher, you said that me and my boyfriend are going to break up, but the last two weeks, everything has been going so well. And we've been so agreeable, and we've been getting along better. Okay, I'm not impressed with that. <laughs> I'm not impressed with that because it might seem like a good thing, but it can indicate that one or both people in that relationship, they no longer give a damn to put their foot down. It happens. It really, really, really does happen. 
Um, being agreeable is great, but when you or your partner is always agreeable and indifferent, it's the spark is clearly gone, and the fight to stay in the relationship is gone. Um, somebody a couple months ago called me um, when she got a major promotion. I mean, this was a major promotion um, from three, almost from six to seven figures a year in salary. Okay, this was huge, huge, huge. And she called me and told me first. I thought, well, why didn't you call your husband? Why didn't you call your husband? I mean, thank you. I'm glad that you, should, you know, you wanted to share this with me. But why didn't you call your husband? When you get a big, a big promotion or you, let's say you lose a big client or you lose a big investment, uh, or even if you win a fantasy football league or whatever, who's the first person that you tell? If someone comes before your partner and sharing either good or bad news, then they are no longer your primary confidant. They're no longer your closest friend. And and that can be very, very revealing. And and some of these things I'm I'm getting lots of tweets right now. Some of these some of you are saying that you you are seeing and feeling some of yourself in some of these situations. And and that's good. Identification is good. Just identifying. Um being bored. Being bored is part of life. Sometimes we do get bored, even in relationships. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's a problem. Some sometimes life has its has its boring patches. But sometimes it's there's a hidden message. Sometimes it's a little bit deeper than that. Okay? You're you're bored not just in your relationship but with everything. Now, there's lots of people that have boredom and as they use that as a telltale sign that a relationship is in trouble, and I think it's true. If you feel bored not only with your partner, but also with life in general, it might mean that you're no longer in the right, right relationship. But that doesn't always mean that. This is one of those one of those signs that I've helped people with that I'm I'm still on the edge about. But when when a partner gets bored um, in life, it doesn't mean they're bored with you. So that's that's one that I'm kind of you know that one is kind of fifty fifty. That 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 one really really depends. Um, one of the things that is discouraging sometimes is when you have to repeat yourself you know sometimes we do forget things that's okay it's a busy life sometimes if if our if our partner our loved one our friend our husband wife sister whoever tells us something and, and we forget it it doesn't mean we don't love them it doesn't mean we don't care about them sometimes our heads are so full of things we just can't take anything else in but then there's another side to that to that coin you know, making your significant other repeat himself or herself over and over and over and over, it just indicates that there's a dwindling of interest, dwindling of passion. Um, and, and that's this one right here. This particular one is, is one that really destroys a lot of relationships and people sometimes when you have to repeat yourself. There's always, there's always a reason for that. Now, of course, um, sometimes I have to have my husband repeat things over and over. He's like, I did tell you that yesterday, <laughs> but we're not in trouble. Believe me, we are going strong. We are just to the end and back. Um, so sometimes there's a little bit of tweaking here. Uh, let's say, um, you know, every couple has their own rituals or habits that become their thing. You know, um, let's say Tuesday movie night, uh, Thursday taco night, you know, weekends, 
at the at the shore or just going to just just little things like that every couple has their their thing that they do um or even their favorite tv show where they pile on the couch with a nice afghan and some popcorn and some other wonderful preservatives yum 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 but when those activities stop and and you're no longer doing your thing your activities together that's also uh, that's also a, um, could be a boiling point when a person starts bailing on plans and doing them on their own or doing them with other people that's troubling that's that's very very troubling i don't necessarily believe in going to therapy I mean, with relationships and stuff like that, I'm not a big person. I'm not, I don't know that I've ever really given that kind of advice out to a client, like, oh, go to your pastor, go to your church, go to your father, or whatever. Uh, no, I, I don't, I'm not a big believer in all that. I don't think it works, to be honest. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm very on the the edge of, you know, sending couples to therapy and things like that. I think it's a private man. I don't think it's anybody's business. Um, and honestly, as far as couples counseling, no, I'm not a big supporter of that at all because I don't think it works. I think that too many people get involved and it can be a very humiliating experience for the, for one or both partners to have to speak to a complete stranger. Um, so how can you get back from being humiliated? And no, no, I'm not even going to go through that. I'm not even going to read this step because I don't agree with that at all. Um, Let's say if you and your um, partner or, you know, have went to the next stage, you and your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your whomever. Um, of course, I'm having someone just tweeted me that they have no gender. So they asked me if I would politely, uh, oh, please don't go there with me today. Okay, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, so we're, you know, you have to be so careful anymore with what you say about gender, about race, about, or I am so over all that. Y'all know what I'm saying, okay? I'm not going to go there today. You, Anything that you want to hear, you can say yourself, but I'm not going to go there with that. Um, I respect everybody, and I, regardless of gender, so this is obviously somebody that doesn't know me. Um, moving forward. This is this is half the problem with the world. The people want you to say what they what what they feel. You know, they want you to. Um, anyway, we're going to move forward because that that really that just really ticks me off when, when somebody wants you to stop everything and say, oh well, you just said this wrong or you did this wrong. Okay, um, bye, Felicia. Now, you're avoiding spending time with each other. Okay. You're avoiding going to see your boyfriend or girlfriend on the weekends. Let's say you're two busy people. Um, you might not be able to see each other through the week, see each other on the weekends or see each other other times, and you're avoiding those times. Suddenly there's – there's or your partner's avoiding those times, and it's getting to a situation where it might be a few weeks or a few months in between seeing each other and, and, not, and not finding the passion to even, um, to even make it work. To even you know go through those things, so those are some very complicated things. Um, when you avoid seeing each other, yeah, that's that's very, very, very revealing. And I think sometimes it's natural sometimes to feel alone, even when you're together. Especially if you if you are a loner, especially if you're used to being alone, you know sometimes that lonely sometimes that feeling just is always there. And that doesn't mean anything beyond that. Sometimes, the, you know, some of us are loners. 
And and no matter what, we will feel alone or we will feel lonely. It's just part of life for some of us. It's just the way that we're wired. Friends, we, we have a – oh, yes, we've still got plenty of time left. Uh, also from um, Phil, Philip, Philippa from Italy, who's just sent me a text message wanting to know, uh, asking a question. Um, how do you how do you know if your husband is cheating on you if you find provocative photos of other people in their phone? Well, that's common sense to me. I mean, if you find provocative pictures of other people's private parts in your partner's phone or something, yeah, they're probably taking a little dip dip out somewhere. I would certainly uh, be very interested in those and in, in why those photos are there. Um, I think that. I think that's wrong. I think that's very inappropriate. But also, why are you in his phone? That's kind of like stalkerish. Why are you bothering his phone? This is another thing that really can destroy relationships when people have no privacy. When you start monitoring, I think it's laughable when people say, "Oh, I got the password on Facebook. I got their password on Facebook. I can monitor everything." Get a life. Um, not another another big step is wondering if you are are good enough you know some people they're so happy and so content in relationships but then they feel i i i don't deserve this uh, this isn't for me i'm not I, i'm happy i feel great but i'm scared i might lose this i love this so much i'm so scared that this might go away because i don't deserve this a lot of us feel like that and that's a feeling that takes a long time to go away if, if, but you, you've got to understand that it's a lonely, and those of us that do understand, it's a very lonely life out there without somebody. And when you meet somebody and you feel so connected, it's common sometimes to, to fear the loss of that relationship or friendship. When something feels so good and something feels so right, you want to hold it tight. You just want to hold it close to you, but you don't want to suffocate it. You don't want to suffocate it. You want to give your partner, and your relationship's room to breathe. Overwhelming or exhausting energies is another reason, another way to break up, you know, relationships uh, easily break up. Um, as far as having uh, children as part of the equation, um, th- this, this, this can be good and this can be difficult, depending. If you find yourself spending more time with your children than you do with your partner, it could be a sign that, that you or they or someone's looking for a way out. If if this person or couple is trying to test out a role of a single single parent or just does not have a choice because the other parent is nowhere to be found most days, you know, that could be very difficult as well. Um, kissing. Let's talk about kissing because there's a lot of truth and lies in kissing. Um, you can tell when it's a quick peck or just an, a very impersonal attempt at kissing. But if it's not like it used to be and there's no passion in it, the, the passion is also sucked out of your relationship, if that's, if that's the case. It's over in the romantic sense and your roommates and not soulmates any longer. You know, something to that effect. That does happen. But I take I kind of take out that word soulmates because – that doesn't typically happen with soulmates. Soulmates very rarely fall out of love. Soulmates are literally almost always till death do them part. Uh, soulmates are strong. Soulmates are weak. They're not. Soulmates are very 
strong. They're not weak. Soulmates will survive the hard times, the, the dysfunction times. Soulmates will survive a tsunami. Let's talk about your body. Yeah, really, your body. Talk about your weight, up and down, weight loss, weight gain can indicate emotional dysregulation. If you notice that your clothes are just a little bit snug, it might be a good time to check in with yourself about your general well-being and your overall satisfaction with your life, particularly with your relationship. And if you feel like you've got to lose weight to keep a relationship, then you've already lost that person. They're already gone. That You've already lost them. Um, spending time alone together, this is also very important. I'm not talking about just on a sexual or an intimate level. I'm talking about on a, on a really strong emotional um, connection, getting getting conversation between the two of you. Maybe your relationship has deteriorated for a while and you recognize that you just don't spend a lot of time together. This could be a sign that the relationship is not in a good place. If all the energy that you once had is is just filled with time with mutual friends or just time by yourselves alone without each other, then that's not good. That's That's not good at all. And when you start judging somebody, when you start noticing their flaws more than their strengths, then you're losing sight of the positive qualities. You're losing sight of, of, of that. That's also a very, very different, uh, very difficult point that often leads to the, the, the dissolvement of a relationship. Talking about the future or not. You know, when we stop talking about the future with each other. You remember when you talk about the future with your partner very enthusiastically? And then all of a sudden, there's no talk about the future. The talk of the future starts fading away. This is usually also an indication that this friendship or relationship is, is probably going to end. It's not in a good way. So there's, there, those are some ways, and there's so many different signs. I know that many of you are sending me, what about this sign? Yeah, there's so many different signs. So many different signs, and um, I'm going to, real quick, I forgot, because I know some of you sent me some questions. Hold on. Let me go in there and see if I can answer some of them. I know some of you sent me some real good questions. I think there were a couple. Just let me get in there real quick, 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 and get them. Okay, uh, from Kathleen, ways to help with the grief, even when you know that it was the right thing to do to walk away and end the relationship. Well. The grief is, is often something that, that does take a little time to get through, but in the same instance, you should be having lots of wonderful energies because it's a, it's a new day. A new, a new day is dawning, and um, the best is yet to come. Ways to handle that grief, meditate, spend time in nature, spend time talking with people who have been through similar breakups or similar relationship issues and troubles. And just keep talking about it. Talking about it is one of the one of the best ways to release grief. Uh, from Mary, second guessing yourself if you really did the right thing. So Mary's asking, you know, how do you get through that if you second guess yourself if you really did the right thing? Um, I think that's just natural. I think that we all second guess ourselves at, at certain times, but. When you release somebody from your life and you feel a tremendous amount of weight has been lifted and you really feel like you could finally take flight, it might take you a little while, but maybe pretty soon you could take flight, that's a, that's a sign. 
if you release somebody and all of a sudden you feel these new energies, that there's new beginnings, new possibilities, that's a sign you've made the right decision. And Mary, answering your question specifically, you did make the right decision. As so, um, so though most uh, most times they do, you do make the right decisions for that. Friends, in our final moments, I want to send a big, big shout-out to all of you, all of my Team Christopher crew members out there. We're getting some T-shirts, some Team Christopher shirts made. I can't wait to show them to you. Uh, It's going to be so exciting. And they're not going to be for sale. You can't buy them. I'm going to be giving them away. And they're so exclusive. I cannot even begin to tell you how exciting this is. I'm going to tell you more about that in a few short days, a few weeks. We're going to be doing some really fun stuff on the show. And I'm going to follow through with the rest of this year on Blog Talk. As I said before, uh, I'm still learning my YouTube um, because I'm going to be launching my new YouTube show on, in January, um, which I was supposed to launch earlier, uh, basically now. But it's just taking me a little bit longer because it's so damn technical and I'm having to learn all these other things. So it's just taking me a little time. But I'm getting there slowly but surely. I'm doing it all by myself. I'm not having any help from anybody except some YouTube instructional videos, so pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me like you've never prayed before. We're going to launch that in January, and I'm so excited later this year. Christopher and Jenny, a Christmas reunion just confirmed for December, Um, and I'm going to bring back Holly Riddle, which we love her. We love Holly, and um, Melissa Rodriguez, who we talked to earlier this year, who had the wonderful weight weight loss surgery. This thing is doing too cute. She is just flying like the wind. We're going to talk to her real soon, too. And we're working on bringing Lorna Byrne and Lisa Williams back and some of your all-time favorites. Until next, and don't forget me, number one, of course. (laughs) Until next time, I love you, friends. Thank you for being here. Take care of each other. And you can go to my website, reburn.org, to book readings today. Thanks a lot. Love you all. Bye for now.